Hello friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast and this week's After Class as we take a deeper dive into our Sunday lesson and the series that we're doing entitled Beyond Sunday. How do we take what excites us on Sunday and truly live it out Monday through Saturday? That's been our series. This is After Class. Today we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Once again, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. Let's go after class today here. This week, we talked about the Holy Spirit. It's really interesting. On Sunday Sunday school, we talked about the Holy Spirit. We're in the middle of revival meetings with a hero of mine, one a man that I've looked up to since I was a little kid, Evangelist Brian McBride. And he preached Sunday morning, wonderful message. Sunday night, he preached about the Holy Spirit. And the exact points that we got to at the end of the message, which was, Grieve not the Spirit of God, quench not the Spirit, and then walk in the Spirit. And he talked about all three of those and a great message out of the life of Gideon over in Judges. Uh, just a wonderful message. But I was just thought it was really neat how God was working in that. And we, we emphasize the Holy Spirit because I said the, the really outset of the study is in, in this process of sanctification, this growing in faith or journey of faith, the theme behind everything we've been discussing is the Holy Spirit. But I haven't just had a lesson on the Holy Spirit. You see, it's the Holy Spirit. It is He who brings about this change. And in the introductory that I give every week, I do mention that it's the Holy Spirit that's going to bring about this change. I talked about His power, but that's really about it. But it is the Holy Spirit that is doing the changing in our lives. So, we talked. We opened up by talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit and where, where did the Holy Spirit come from? He's always existed. He's eternal. He is God. He's part of the triune Godhead, and we, we discussed that. We talked about our communion, though, and I thought this was such an important point because we've got to understand there's a partnership that we have. That's that word communion. There's a partnership or participation that we have with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit prompts we obey. He prompts we obey. He prompts we obey. But what happens is the Holy Spirit prompts, we ignore. He prompts, we ignore. He prompts, we ignore. Then all of a sudden, we don't start sensing those prompts as much. And we call that what we said earlier, or what I mentioned earlier, we got to at the end of the message, is quenching and grieving the Spirit. Because He may prompt you to do something that you feel like you cannot do, but He's prompting because He's going to power you to do it. Empower is the right word to say. So he, I, I, can I say it this way? This is on the cuff today. I'm getting ready to leave to go to revival meetings. But I want to get this recording in. My sister got on to me for being shorter, but it's after class. It's supposed to be shorter. But anyways, here's back to my thought. A prompting will always be followed by power. So if he gives the prompting, he's going to give the power. But when we say no... We lose that opportunity to see that power. So the illustration, he prompts us to witness. We say, I can't do it, but we choose to obey. He empowers us. He prompts us to witness. We say, I can't do it. We say, no, no power. Nothing gets done. You see, that's partnership. That's communion with the Holy Spirit. And that verse that we used was in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Probably several we could use, but the word, the time, the verse that's used that says the word communion is in this 2 Corinthians 13, 14, which says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion 
of the Holy Ghost. And we started this study on Sunday in Ephesians, a great, great passage. If you're not in my class, then number one, shame on you, okay? <laughs> but at number two, go to Ephesians and read chapter three, specifically the last seven or eight verses, just wonderful verses. But it talks about how God ministers to us in our spirit by a spirit in their inner man. And that inner man is where this conversation takes place. It's where God says, it, where, where the spirit of God prompts us and he's willing to empower us if we will obey. It's, it's right there. It happens in our inner man. You sense it in your inner man. And, and we, we discussed then the, the, the three keys passages dealing with our, can I say it, our response to the Holy Spirit? We talked about, and I skipped over the first one, which is walking in the Spirit, because that leads us really into next week's study. I'm going to start with that walking in the Spirit. But we talked about grieving the spirits, any sin that comes between us and God. And when we do start to grieve the Spirit, I didn't, I didn't give this point. So I think I'm going to be short today. My sister's going to get on to me again. But one part that I had to go fast over at the end of the message this last Sunday was when we do grieve the Holy Spirit, we become less sensitive over time. And I, and I opened with that with the prompting illustration. But when I grieve him, and he prompts me to confess that sin, and I, and I will not do it. And he prompts me to confess my sin, and I will not do it. I become less and less sensitive about my sin. You know what I mean by sensitive? I got this cut on my finger. I'm just looking at it. So this is an off-the-cuff illustration. But I've got this cut on my finger, and I cut it by, this is a weird story. Because I can't just say what I was going to say. I was going to say I cut it on the toilet. But let me explain. I, we, we repaired. We, we put a brand new toilet into our bathroom. And I took the old one down to the dumpster. And I set it down. When I set it down, it's porcelain. And it broke. And part of it cut my finger. And when it did, it was extremely sensitive at first. Extremely sensitive. Blood everywhere. And it was sensitive saying to me basically, hey, do something about this pain. Now I'm looking at it and I'm touching it as I speak. It doesn't hurt at all. It's hardened. It's it's not calloused. That's what we use in a different sense, but it's hardened over. I can see it, but it doesn't hurt at all. Why? It's some time has passed. And when time passes between sin and when you confess and you when you really deal, all of a sudden that prompting, no, you're not as sensitive to it anymore. Dangerous, dangerous place to be. Now I'm thankful that in those times when we get there. God loves us. He's long-suffering to us. He will send a preacher, a good friend. Like this week in our revival meetings, he'll send someone our way, like a preacher, like Brian McBride, will preach on sin and convict you. And, 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 and in a sense, can I say it? This is getting a little graphic, but just tear open that sore again so, it's, so you're sensitive again to it so that you respond and get right and get the healing that you need spiritually. And so I, I didn't mention much onto that point this last week. I didn't give this illustration this last week. I was talking about quenching the Spirit as well. And quenching is basically when you're saying no to the power God's offering you. So when He prompts you, this is a big, the big picture to get is Spirit prompts we obey. Spirit prompts we obey. So be sensitive to that. But when He prompts and we don't obey, we quench the Spirit. 
And I was going to give this illustration I read once about a pastor. He was actually from Indianapolis, and he was convinced that the Lord wanted his family to go to Pennsylvania to witness to a lost family member. He was convinced of it in his spirit that there was a prompting of the spirit to do that. Now, let's just take the filter of what I talked about in class. Because I said in class, when we talk about the prompting of the Holy Spirit, it's a very very subjective, subjective thing. And I could say that the Spirit, and I said in class, you know, the Spirit's telling me to go slap somebody. Doesn't mean that was the Holy Spirit. I could be lying. I could be making things up. I could have just had bad pizza. I mean, whatever it could have been. So the Bible's always got to be consistent. Excuse me. Your testimony of what the Spirit is prompting you on has to be consistent with the Bible. And so this man, is there anywhere in the Bible where it says, if you're a pastor from Indianapolis, you need to go to Pennsylvania to witness to your lost family? There's nothing like that. But is there anything that he's saying that's going against Scripture? The answer is no. Do you think it was the devil telling him to go witness to somebody and putting that pressure on his heart, that burden on his heart? I don't think it was the devil. And so I don't, I think, I have to agree with this guy. Let's continue with this illustration then. So this pastor from Indianapolis was convinced that the Lord was prompting him and his family to go to Pennsylvania to visit this lost family member. It says immediately they packed up and obeyed. Immediately. Can you imagine that? Immediately they packed up and obeyed. The first day they were there, the relative asked what John 3 meant. The very first day, this relative asked, what's John 3 meant? What's John 3 class? Say it out loud wherever you are. Say it right now. That's right, Nicodemus, which McBride told a funny story on that. What did a guy call it? Nobody's in here, so who am I asking? But he's, what do you call it? Nicodemus, 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 or something like that. It was an illustration McBride gave. I don't know why I'm bringing it up on the podcast. We're unscripted here today. Nicodemus, the guy he talked about, it was a pastor and talking about the Nicodemus and the other pastor. Like, man, I have no idea what you're talking about. It was, he said, yeah, you know, John 3. He's like, oh, Nicodemus. Well, Nicodemus, this guy, the first day this pastor got there, the guy asked a question about John chapter 3. And later on that visit, this family member accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. Now, let me ask you a question. What would you do if the Holy Spirit prompted you to go two states away to witness to somebody? We try to justify it away, rationalize it away. I must have just been the bad pizza I had. No, no, no. When the Spirit prompts, you obey. And that's exactly what this man did. And when we live our lives in a way that we're not grieving the Spirit with our sin, we're not quenching the Spirit by telling Him no, we are able to do what the last verse of our whole text said. And it's a great place for me to wrap this up. My One of my favorite verses. When we don't quench the Spirit and say no, when we don't grieve the Spirit in our sin, we can see God do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh where in us that's the holy spirit you get to see the holy spirit do great things in you you get to be the one that witnesses the 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 amazing testimony and story like this indianapolis pastor you get to be that person why because you're just walking in the spirit and you get to see some amazing things done. So, the Spirit of God, who we talked about this week, I'd encourage you, if you haven't listened, to go back and listen to that that 
that lesson. It was about 35 or so minutes long. Talked about it this Sunday. I think it was a, it would be a help and a challenge to you. I'm not going to give an after the music part here in just a second. So let me just say this. Encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. You can subscribe to the YouTube page. I got a message from somebody right before I started recording that they had listened to two of the YouTube podcasts that I put on there, and it was a really help, a really big help to them. Those lunchtime nuggets. I haven't done that in a while. Maybe I need to get back to that. But I appreciate that encouragement. And then go sign up for the newsletter. That's where I'm really uh, trying to encourage people and push people to the newsletter. You'll all, you won't miss anything and anything that I do. Um, any any Bible study that we put out, you won't miss it if you're on the newsletter. It's bradmcclure.org, O-R-G, and you can sign up for that newsletter. So thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Can't wait for Sunday as we get into walking in the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. Have a great week.